and welcome to the So Novel Podcast. I'm your host Jess and in this fortnightly podcast I will be chatting all things books as well as interviews with authors, publishers and bookstagrammers. So whether you're looking for your next read or you want to know the story behind the story then this is the podcast for you. On today's bonus episode, I chat to Amy Suda-Clark, author of the very popular thriller Girl 11. We chat about the podcast and podcasting format that she features in Girl 11, why she chose the setting of Minnesota, and which authors she draws inspiration from. Here is Amy. Hi, Amy, and welcome to the So Novel Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. No, thank you for joining me. Now, we're going to discuss your debut release, Girl 11, today. So what was the inspiration behind this, in inverted commas, on the edge of your seat story? Like, I had so many guesses and still had no idea what was going to happen until those last few pages. It's great to hear that it kept you guessing. I love hearing that. Uh, The inspiration was really... I was obsessed with true crime stories like so many different people are, and I was always really fascinated and horrified by serial killers specifically, and a few years ago I had this idea for a serial killer whose victims were each a year younger than the last, and once I had that idea, I kind of couldn't shake it out of my head, so I wrote a book about it, and wrote basically a storyline and a main character that would be trying to find this killer and trying to bring him to justice. Now, I wanted to talk about this quote that you have in the book. So you write, genetics load the gun, personality and psychology aim it, and experiences pull the trigger. Tell us a bit about this. Yeah, so that quote is actually by a retired FBI behavioral and behavioral analyst named Jim Clemente. I don't know if he coined it, but he's the person I got that quote from. He uses it often on his own podcast where he talks about criminal behavior. And I just thought that that was really a good summation of the countdown killer, the antagonist in my book. Because as you see from, as the book unfolds without giving too much away, you will see how all of those things come into play to make him the person that he is. And that's obviously not to justify anything that he does or make it seem like any of it is okay by any means. Because obviously all of those things can line up for other people who don't go on to kill people based on those things happening to them. But in this case, uh, the specific type of person that he is... He allows those to become his life story, basically, and to shape the person he becomes as an adult later in life. Mm, That is very, very interesting. Now, the format of the novel has chapters woven in where it reads like a true crime podcast transcript because our protagonist has a true crime uh, podcast. Now, you have your own true crime podcast as well. So tell us a bit about that and a bit about if they, I guess, influenced each other. Yeah, so my own podcast is actually on hiatus at the moment. I've got some things 
going on personally that are just making it more difficult to dedicate time to. But I did do five episodes of a podcast, not an investigative true crime podcast, but actually talking to authors of crime and thriller novels, because I think that they have a real insight into the genre, obviously, but also they're really entertaining to talk to. They're really interesting people, not to kind of brag or whatever, but I think yeah, crime and thriller authors are some of the most interesting people. They've got uh, their brains work in a different way, and it's really fascinating to have those conversations. So I really enjoyed putting that podcast together. It's called Scared Litless for anyone who's interested. If it sounds like your thing, go ahead and give it a listen, and hopefully I will be back with more episodes next year. Yes, well... I, I did listen to one of the episodes on your podcast and it did scare me shitless. So <laughs> I did not go back and listen to any more, but I'm sure they are wonderful um, if they're anything like the one that I did listen to. Um, now, you live in Australia, but the book is based in the US. So can you explain to us why you chose to base the novel in the US as opposed to here in Australia? So I grew up in the US, as you might be able to tell from my accent. I was actually born and raised in Minnesota, with a few years of my childhood spent in North Dakota as well. And I think that's what made me choose this location for my book. Also, I hadn't read a lot of thrillers that were set in Minnesota. And it's such a fascinating location for a thriller story. Which is interesting that I haven't read a lot, actually, because Fargo, the Coen Brothers movie, and then obviously the spinoff TV series is set in that area. So, and those would be classified as thrillers, I think, by most, most genre people. Um, It it makes a really good place for a thriller because there's a lot that the setting does to add tension, particularly in the winter. The setting can act basically like an antagonist because winter in Minnesota is literally deadly. So there's that aspect of it as well. And then it's a very interesting culture, Midwest, especially suburban white Midwest culture, which contrary to what you might read in the news or see in the media, the Midwest is definitely not just white people. And I did try to get that across with this book, particularly in the cities Um, there's a huge diversity of people in the cities that call Minnesota and other Midwest states their home and have for hundreds of years. So I definitely wanted to get that across. Um, but I think that setting is a great place for a thriller because you have lots of different people from different backgrounds and how they interact with each other is really interesting. And so that was one of the things I tried to show with this book as well. When you have that clash between city, suburban, and rural, it can make some really interesting conflict and drama. I think the diversity that you're talking about really did show through the book. And um, that is one thing that was a standout for me. Like I do remember when I was reading it, I could acknowledge that you had made um, an attempt to 
diversify your characters and diversify their backgrounds and you really could see that rural versus city so um yes well done on that (laughs) now as we said this is your debut novel so can you tell us what are some of your favorite thriller slash crime authors or favorite books and did you draw inspiration from these writers for your novel Rachel Houser Hall, uh, Sarah Gailey just wrote a recent thriller and it's on my list, but I haven't gotten to read it yet. Alex Segura, um, Candace Fox is an Australian thriller author that I'm sure everyone knows, but she is one of my all-time favorites. I think I've bought almost every one of her books. I think that's a pretty good list to get you started. There are so many incredible thriller authors and crime authors writing at the moment. Uh, Stephen Graham Jones is actually a horror author, but his book, Only Good Indians, kind of bordered on thriller a little bit as well, and it was one of the best books that I read last year. Oh, and that's a good reminder, actually. Um, David Heska Wombly Wyden wrote one of the best books of 2020 called Winter Counts, and I highly recommend that one as well. Oh, wow. I have only heard of Candace Fox out of all of those authors. So I would definitely have to check them out. I personally haven't read any of Candace's books, but I always see them all over Instagram. So um, yeah, maybe that is a reminder for me to pick up uh, one of her books. Now to wrap up, what can we expect next from Amy Sutterclark? In terms of what you can expect next from me, I am working on my second book. I'm working on a very extensive rewrite after not getting it quite right the first time, which is very common for me. So hopefully, if you have other writers listening to this podcast, they will take some comfort from that, knowing that it's definitely normal to have to rewrite books even after you've had something published in the past. So it's another thriller. It is a standalone. It's not a sequel to Girl 11. And it's still set in Minnesota, but it is set in a small town. So I'm really exploring that kind of aspect. And I grew up in a very small town in Minnesota. So I'm kind of drawing a little bit from my own life experience with that as well. Excellent. I always love when authors get on here and tell me that they're already working on their next book. So that sounds super exciting. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining me today. Amy's book, Girl 11, is published by Text Publishing Australia and is available now. You can also follow Amy on Instagram at a Clark. Thank you again, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great to talk with you and I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. You can subscribe and leave me a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or find me on Instagram at So Novel Podcast. Thanks for listening and until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.